Ladies Talking Leafs. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. And it's an extra special show show for a couple of reasons. Boy, you got to say that a few times. <laughs> extra special. There's a lot of Leaf news to talk about, and it's our fourth anniversary. Yes, fourth anniversary of our show. Woo! Yay! <laughs> yes, it has been a great four years, and we are really looking forward to Talking Leafs for a fifth season and many, many more to come. Yeah. Of course, uh, we want to thank our listeners. And with that, we want to celebrate you with a shout out to our audience uh, in the top four countries that are currently listening to us right now. So in the fourth spot, we have the United Kingdom. Uh, we actually know that hockey is is pretty big there. They they have their mm-hmm. own leagues and there are there are a lot of Leaf fans in the UK. So we yeah. want to thank all of you that are loyal listeners. We've we've had some day oneers that are in the UK yeah. and uh, we are so grateful to you. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really great on and social media we have them as well, so um, we interact with them there, and it's uh, yeah, it's great to see they're number four. Coming in at number three is the United States, our neighbors. Woo-hoo. Yes, our neighbors yeah. to the south, and of course we know lots of hockey fans in in the U.S. and uh, lots of Canadians that live in the U.S. and that are that listen to our show and uh and yeah we're thankful for that and um and yeah Leafs Nation is everywhere so I'm sure that um they just they just want to keep up to date on the Leafs and they've chosen mm-hmm. our show which is great and then coming in at number 2 uh this is actually a country that has really just latched on to the ladies talking leaves community and that is uh france so we have a lot of listeners there uh and they are avid uh so uh we thank all of our leafs nation brethren over there in in france for listening to us yeah we'd love to hear from someone from there too yeah, like if you want to dm absolutely. us or our our social media that's uh, at LTL 1917 or send us an email ladies talking leaves at gmail.com. Cause yeah, we'd love to hear from, from our listeners in France. That would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number one, who do you think number one is still? <laughs> well, I believe it would be Canada. Yes. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, and obviously, I think it. Well, I'm pretty sure I didn't actually look it up. I shouldn't say this, but I would think it's Ontario that's the um, mm-hmm. that's our the majority of our listeners, and yeah, and that makes sense. And um, yeah, Leafs nations all across Canada. We know that you they follow the team all all the time, and uh, they go to the games, whether it be out west or in Montreal, the Senators games. You always see Leafs nation. So um, yeah, it's. Uh, it's great. It's it's nice of uh, of all our listeners to to just uh, to tune into our show and um, and yeah, we'd love to hear from all of you. Basically, like to mm-hmm. let us know what you like about our show and um, yeah, and just to talk leaves too. If you want to just have a have a chat, <laughs> and we are definitely very happy to represent Canada uh, for Leafs Nation. So. Another reason to celebrate, we want to talk a little bit about the new PWHL, so the Professional Women's Hockey League, finally, and finally an official showcase for the best female hockey players in the world. Yeah, um, yeah this is really, really big news coming down this week. Uh, lots of excitement, uh, general manners, managers being named. Happy to see that uh, four out of the six were women. And of course, Brian Burke uh, being named as as the head of the league, which I think that gives it instant credibility right there because you know he's a serious hockey man, a serious hockey builder, and he is going to really grow this game. And so far, it's starting out as an original six. Yeah. Yeah, so the the league is going to have six teams. Mm -hmm. Some of our listeners, just to give them uh, a brief background i guess six teams montreal ottawa toronto boston new york and minneapolis st paul and they're going to have a 24 game schedule regular season schedule uh, which will begin in january 2024 so um so yeah i thought it's um for me i was excited too because 
like it, it has a strong leadership too, like you're saying with Brian Burke. Mm-hmm. And I guess the, I guess one of the the leaders in there too is uh, Mark and Kimbra Walter from the Los Angeles Dodgers, their um, ownership, and Billie Jean King too mm-hmm. is uh, in, involved too. So um, as part of the board of directors. So, so yeah, that, and then for our team in Toronto, our GM, you were mentioning the GMs were named, uh, it's Gina Kingsbury. So um, I listened to what she had to say and, um, and yeah, she was, um, she was, uh, I guess she's a former Olympian and, um, and she won gold in 2006, 2010. And, and, and she's, She's very excited to basically work with the Leafs too, like because mm-hmm. they were asking her about coming into Toronto and the fact you know you're dealing with all these different Toronto teams, whether it be the Leafs, the Blue Jays, everybody, sort of thing, right? So where is this Toronto team going to come in? And she's like, well, Toronto, we the actually the last championship for women was the Toronto Six, right? Mm-hmm. Just last year, so. So she's like, they're going to build off that and and grow the relationships, especially with the Leafs. Um, and to help promote the Toronto team here. So, yeah, so get well, out and I'm, support the team. I have no doubt that the that MLSE is going to put throw their full support behind this league and uh I think that the the six markets that they have are really, you know, six strong hockey markets and right. I I really yeah, definitely we just want to encourage everybody to get out there and watch, you know, and watch on TV too. I'm like that is that's the thing. Like you know, yeah. it's 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 nice to get out to see the games. We can't always do that, but there's a lot of ways to show your support. So, um, yeah, it's going to be great to see uh, these uh, incredible, um, you know, world class uh, players uh, yeah. playing and getting paid uh, a great, a decent salary to start. You know, hopefully yeah. that will grow also, and you know there will be option opportunities for you know, promotion and sponsorship for, for some of these women as well. So um, this is our final patio season episode of the summer. So it's a little sad, you know, that the summer is coming to a close, but it's also exciting because that means that hockey is just literally around the corner. Uh, But with that, we want to give you a quick programming note for uh, our next episode. We're going to be back to our normal uh, two times a month schedule, but our next show is going to be a little later than usual. Really, we're doing it for you because we want to get as much uh, info and details and potential guests for you as the season begins um, with training camp and everything around the corner. So our next episode will be September 27th. So the easiest way to make sure that you don't miss any one of any of our shows is to hit that follow button wherever you listen to us or watch our show on YouTube. You can hit that subscribe button. So now it's time to get into our anniversary episode, and we're going to start with some leaf talk, of course. So much news since our last episode. It feels like forever. (laughs) So Austin Matthews obviously signing, uh, had coach Sheldon Keith getting his extension, and of course, we're definitely going to talk a little bit about training camp, as that is only a few weeks away, starting September 20th. So the next thing we're going to do is our Lady Stock and Leaf Highlight Reel is going to make an appearance again. We're going to give you our four top milestone moments from our season for our show. And in our third period segment, we're going to give give our tribute to Rodion Amarov and Bob Bond, two great Leafs that we sadly lost. And then we'll wrap up the show by basically giving you a little bit of an overview of the schedule and, and review that with you. So without any further ado, let's talk Leafs. Okay, so we're going to start off with Sheldon Keefe signing the two-year contract extension as head coach of Maple Leafs. Um, no doubt, I guess, everybody was talking about with all the stats that they were giving, how like how great the team stats are under Sheldon Keefe for the regular season uh, since he took over from Mike Babcock. But um, So he's already sixth in wins in franchise history, which kind of caught me by surprise. And he's going to pass Mike Babcock and move into fifth spot this season after seven more wins once the once the team wins its uh, seventh game. So yeah, um, the only thing that I want to see from him, I mean, yes, his regular season is great, but in the playoffs, going against those coaches like John Cooper and Paul Maurice, like you could, 
I don't know. There's just something that he's like, he always seems to be a, a little bit behind in like a step behind, whether it be playing the, playing the games, I guess, uh, between the, the coaches, like on the, with the press conferences in between and then, and then during the games, like, like, or like I was reading, I guess, for that Florida series, for example, where, um, there was that game, I think it was game number three, I think it was, I'm not sure, but where both Matthews and Nylander had those massive giveaways that they normally never do those defensive giveaways. It was just like blatant. And like Keith came out and said, like, it's baffling. Like, I don't know if that's the right way to <laughs> just the way he said it. Right. So I'm looking for something, I guess, more something different for him that way when he when he come, when he approaches the playoffs and how he deals with the media and says things. And um, just like the way he during the regular season last year, everybody knows how he kind of called out the core four and then he walked the comments back and, and that. So I don't know. I think he can be a little bit better that way. And then um, the other thing I want to see, hopefully, is that he just has some set lines somehow, like set lines, set deep pairings, like over time, obviously. There's a huge number of different players now, so he's going to have to, again, tweak things and, and try and um, mix and match the different players that he that he before he finds something. But in order, they got to build some chemistry somehow, right? So, I mean, that's what I basically want to see from him. But, I mean, there's nobody really better to choose like who is out no. there like no no like in the, I just mean, to like, make a change for the sake of the change other sorry, people they, have been talking about that that you know last summer there was that coaching carousels like seemed like so many coaches yeah. you know swap teams and this year there's really nobody out there nobody really available unless you're going to you know reach into you know <laughs> the the dregs that are not in the league right now yeah um but uh, I like. I think we've talked about this before. I'm curious to see how he is without that voice in his ear, which yeah. which is his buddy Kyle Dubas. Uh, right, he's on his own now. Um, it's it's definitely even though he got the two year extension, I think it's definitely a make it or break it year. Mm -hmm. uh, we all know that is if there's any any team that's going to be able to absorb uh, this contract, even if if they you know even though he was just given it, it it's the Leafs. Um, so I, by no means do I think this means that he's going to be here for three more years. No. Um, but, the um, money, the money from MLS, like for coaching and like, it yeah. doesn't matter to them, no, whatever. It, it really was, doesn't. <laughs> got so, like three years. I'm curious free. to see like what, he, what he does. Um, yeah. I, I want him to see, to come into his own, to be his own man. And, yeah. and like you said, like not walk back things. So it may mean that sometimes he's not going to say a hundred percent the thing we want him to say, but I just want him to be himself and and just do what yeah. he wants to do a hundred percent this yeah, year, and, that, and, and hopefully it will it, still give success. And that part of it, like you're like you said from one of our previous shows, with with Dubas being, let's say, possibly the person is here there, um, that part of it might make it difference in the playoffs for him too especially mm -hmm. like that might be one uh one positive for it and it looks seems like brad Treliving was uh, well he obviously gave him the contract he was uh very positive on on mm -hmm. on the, the meetings that he had with him and the knowledge of the game and what he wants to do and yeah, and I, so. I think i i did hear that he that Treliving also talked to some of the players oh, as yeah, well no, they had and to, yeah. they all were you know wanting him back as well yeah. so um, that's, that's, that's pretty, that's a pretty good, uh, vote of confidence, uh, from yeah. them too. So, um, yeah, anyway, I guess we'll see soon if, if there, if we see a new man <laughs> behind the mic or behind the bench, Yeah, I mean, he deserves another shot, yeah. I think so. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Um, moving on to the other guy that Brad Treliving signed, uh, it's Austin Matthews, of course, yeah. finally getting a four-year contract extension. Um, and yeah, so we couldn't be happier to finally have that done. It's interesting, yeah. the timing on that. Um, 
you know, it's just kind of in the dog days, but, you know, of course, we're happy to have that news. And that means that we still have our number one draft pick uh, for another five years. So, yeah. And um, not many of them, I read an article, uh, not many of them are stayed with the team from the, from his year of his draft mm -hmm. year. Not many of them have a little line A, obviously, is gone from uh, RV obviously, is gone, too from their original teams. Um, so, yeah, so that's cool. But I was interested actually in the cap hit and everybody was tired because it's 13.25 million mm -hmm. per year. It starts next season. So we still have them. We technically have them for five years. And, um, and yeah, the, so it's interesting because right now it's taking up 15.87% of the cap. But assuming the cap goes up, which it's supposed to, they're saying to about um, 80. I heard 87. Yeah, 87 to 88 million. So in that case, once, so that'll be, that'll be for next year. So when his deal gets in, it's only going to be 15.06% of the cap, yeah. which is lower than both McKinnon mm -hmm. and, and McDavid. So, yeah. Uh, and now we were talking about that before yeah. that percentage of cap is, yeah. is really what you need to look at. Yeah, the actual dollars is yeah. is insignificant because it all has to do with how much of the cap is he yeah. eating up. And yeah. like you said, that is I was totally going to go there. That yeah. this he's not make going to be making more technically than he is now. Yeah, and I mean I don't know, like <laughs> some of these people that were going on about it, it was just ridiculous. Like mm -hmm. I was like, who is? I mean, he's a. He's won all like the Hart Trophy, the Rocket Richard, scored 60 goals, um, and the Ted Lindsay. Like, who has done that as a Maple Leaf um, in recent memory? Never. Or, nobody. Nobody. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> like, zero. There are right. zero people. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. To me, it's, it's just ridiculous. The one thing I have to say that I loved was the video, the Biznasty video. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I loved it when he was going on about, he was like, so all you leaf haters out there, you are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, so Leafs Nation out there, you got to go listen to Biznasty. I'm sure you all have or whatever. A lot of people listen to him, but mm -hmm. he's he's one of the uh, biggest Leaf fans ever out there that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a former player and, and uh, a big name, obviously. But um, yeah, I'm interested too now. It's just so funny. I saw William Nylander. I don't know if you saw it still. The uh, pictures of him just chilling in St. Tropez with his family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what a difference. I'm like, oh my God. Well, I, I, you've said it so many times that he actually is perfect for this market. Yes. Yeah. And he's not yeah. worried about it. So you know no. what? I think that should be a signal to all of us to not worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. As you soon know? as I saw that, I was like, he's just enjoying life. So let's yeah. us enjoy life and just go through it and see how it goes. I think that like I I'm not too concerned if they don't sign the deal before the season starts. I I think that I personally think that a deal will get done during the season sometime. Right. Um and I probably I think like I don't understand why he wouldn't just sign now though, because when all is said and done, he's going to end up in that 9.5 yeah, range. Yeah, because if he wants to stay here, that's it. Yeah. Like, I no, mean, 100%. All, the, all the numbers are out there for him. So I don't see, but obviously, I don't know what he's, what else is there is to wait for, except for that's just him being William Nylander. I don't know because mm -hmm. that's what he does. Um, but yeah, he doesn't seem to care. I just, I, when I saw those pictures, I was just like, oh my God, the guy's just living life so. Leaf Nation should live life too and just whatever, go with it and ho and hopefully it gets done. I mean, if it doesn't get done by, well, it has to get done by the trade deadline. Like that's. Yeah. My thinking is that, I don't know. I see he, he does seem to like to emulate his, his buddy pasta there. So, yes, yeah. you know, he got it done sometime in, I think early March. So, right. I mean, I could see it happening around yeah. then, or wouldn't it be nice if prior to the all-star game, 
it got done then. You know, yeah. that's a bit of good news good going too. into that since yeah. the All-Star game will be here in Toronto. Yeah. So, and I can't believe now people are already, they're already going into the Mitch side, like Mitch and JT. Yeah, and like, they're like it, going but, beyond. It's is, like, honestly, they have to get that. That one is the one that they really have to get done right away because yeah. that will just be toxic if, yeah. if they don't, you yeah. know, like really. Yeah. Yeah, is just for some reason, on... everybody likes to dig into him even yeah. more than everybody else. Yeah. Um, because, of course, he's from here. So, therefore, yeah, he should just give the Leafs whatever, you know, best deal. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully that, by then. he can, yeah. right? Hopefully by then the cap will be a quite yeah. a bit higher, too, yeah. sort of thing, right? Even more so. And, um, and yeah, we can make room to, to keep him because he was only one point short of 100 points last mm-hmm. season so and I mean, hopefully he'll eclipse that this year yeah and hopefully we'll uh well i mean we'll, uh tavares's contract will be coming off the books at that time as well yeah, yeah. so not to say that tavares wouldn't be back but he's obviously not coming back for 11 million right so, yeah yeah that's so things will be looking too. much better at that yeah. point hopefully all right. So before we get into some talk about the Leafs training camp, we just want to take a quick note on the signing of uh, Martin Jones, a uh, goaltender to a one-year deal worth $875,000, um, 33 years old, uh, signed with Seattle last year. He played with them 48 games. It's not a great save percentage, 0.887 save percentage with a 27-13-3 record. So the record was pretty good. Um his overall average, I believe, was 0.905, I think, like from his career. So I don't know. We were talking about it with David Alter a little bit. Uh, he he actually didn't think that they would sign another another mm-hmm. goalie. Um, but um, I don't know. These days, goalies are fragile and they <laughs> we know all about that. And um, and yeah, Joseph Wall, they, he can't clear waivers this year so there's no like going up and down or anything like that and neither can martin jones it'll be interesting to see if jones hopefully he doesn't get taken on the waiver wire but um mm-hmm. but uh we need we need we definitely need that third goalie to be um i guess like a just in case uh injury that sort of thing right and he's a veteran obviously and he's played he's played in the playoffs too which is good experience and um yeah so i don't know did you did you have anything else to add for the his signing no no i think you covered it all the whole thing is whether or not um he manages to clear waivers because leaves goaltenders that get put on waivers generally get picked up so yeah i don't know we'll see if true living has a like a different uh luck with regards to that yeah Yeah, you never know that's true (laughs) all right so Leafs training camp opens up on September 20th, and prior to that, there is the Prospects Tournament in Traverse City, Michigan, uh, from September 14th to the 17th. Um, and the tournament this year includes the Columbus Blue Jackets, so Mike Babcock's team, <laughs> the Dallas Stars, Detroit Red Wings, and the Leafs, of course. And... Um, well, I guess Babcock won't technically be there. They normally send um, like the assistant coaches to run the uh, mm-hmm. prospects tournament. But um, yeah, so we're just going to give a couple, each going to give a couple of players that we, we want to see them make an impression. Um, I guess on my side, the one player that I, I think I've spoken about him before is, um, is William Villeneuve, the right shot defenseman who played with the Marlies last year. So 21 years old, um, he played 54 games with the Marlies last year. And he, actually, a few people were saying that he's he's kind of emulating another, like to be like Timothy Lilligren in some ways. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of exciting. The only thing is he needs to bulk up a little bit. They're saying like he does need to get uh, the physicality part of his game. But I mean, he had 25 points and he ran their second power play with the Marlies. So he has that offensive ability. Um, but yeah, so, and he was 11th in the American Hockey League rookies for D-men, 11th in points. So that's not, that's pretty good for his first season anyways in, in the pros. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So who do you, uh, who are you looking for? Well, uh, first person that came to mind for me is, uh, Fraser Minton. Yeah. He's come up a lot. And I think even after the development camp, um, there's a lot, quite a bit of discussion about him. 
Um, so I'm kind of looking forward to seeing if he can take another, another step. Cause I think yeah. he's actually going to be a really decent prospect for us. Yeah. Cause we got to start like our former general manager was saying too, <laughs> like we got to start seeing these guys come in the pipeline uh, in mm-hmm. at least in the bottom six, let's just say maybe not the, at least the third line anyways, try and get somebody that we've developed in our, in our lineup because they're yeah. obviously not going to be in the, in the top, um, in the top six right now um, as it is. But, um, and the other player that I was interested in is uh, Ty Voigt. Uh, he's only 20 years old. Right yeah, I was here. thinking about him too. Yeah. So he played with the Sarnia Sting last, the last three se- seasons in the OHL. And last year, he had 105 points, 24 goals, 81 assists. That was pretty good. Um, he was our fifth-round pick in 2021, and this year will be the first year that he's playing with the Marlies. Um, it's going to be his first pro pro year. So, um, so again, size is an issue because Cal Dubas and company always cho- seem to be choosing the uh, – except for Matthew Nice, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, he's only 5'10", 161 pounds. And, but he's been working on that, like he's talked about it this um, – like this off season and, and trying to, to build strength. So he's not pushed off the puck so easily in that. And so that's going to be one of the big tests with the Marlies going pro and, and, and playing there in the American hockey league. So it'll be interesting to see how he does though. Cause it's been, I guess he was a pick in art in 2021. So, and he had to deal with the COVID year thing too. So he lost some, some time there, but um yeah, that's the other guy that I was uh, thinking of. And um, yeah, and obviously we know about. So these guys are going to be at that prospect tournament, obviously. And um, but guys like Nyes and uh, Nick Robertson, like those guys we're going to see at the um, I don't think Nyes, well, maybe Nyes will be at the prospect tournament. Yeah, I, I was know. wondering if that if he and Robertson would be potentially Still there. Yeah, I don't know. With Robertson, you may want to keep him away. So you don't want any injuries, <laughs> yeah. right? Save that for Leafs yeah. camp, right? Hopefully, he doesn't get injured. Um, but I don't know. So um, the other guy that I was thinking of is yeah. you. You mentioned a right-hand defenseman, and uh, the right-hand defenseman that I'm curious about is you know somebody who finally has you know crossed the pond and yeah. is on our team, and that is Topi Nimala. Um, okay. I'm actually excited to see what he does when he comes to training camp too. It'll be, this will really be our first chance to, to, to see him yeah. really. Yeah. Um, um, Craig Button, he was really high on him. Like, mm-hmm. uh, TSN, he was really high on him. Um, like when he was playing over in the, in the Finnish league and, um, and yeah, it will be good to see him, uh, come over and again, play with the Marlies mm-hmm. and, and, yeah, because so far all everything that we've seen has been mostly you know in world championships. Um, yeah, you know pay, playing for Finland, and of course we, you always hear his name, and I'd like to hear his name uh, playing for the Leafs <laughs> soon. Yes, yeah, or at least with the Marlies for now. We got yeah. got to give the guy a chance, right? <laughs> and then, yeah, to basically get acclimated to the North yeah. American game and all that. Yeah. Yeah, they're saying actually, I did read something about uh, the smaller ice surface being uh, a good thing for him. Mm. So, uh, so we'll see what happens there. But uh, yeah, so there'll be lots of interesting stuff to see with the Marlies. But um, September is always an exciting month um, because training camp, obviously, which is what we just talked about, is just around the corner. And uh, but as we mentioned off the top of our show, it is our anniversary episode our anniversary month. So to celebrate, uh, we are bringing out the Ladies Talking Leafs highlight reel. So let's roll it. All right. So for the highlight reel, we're going to give our top four milestones that happened for our show in this season. So number four was our Carolina road trip. So it was amazing to be able to get on the road and see our Leafs again. Um, You know, it's, 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 a great experience to be able to follow them. And with COVID, you know, we weren't able to really do too much of that, obviously, for a few years. So yes, going to Carolina, um, it's a place that we always wanted to go. Um, it's a fantastic uh, town uh, to visit and see a game. Uh, their fans are are actually fantastic. They're, they're quite knowledgeable, really enthusiastic. 
And uh, yeah, it was great. And it was, uh, it was nice to be able to do that again, finally. Yeah, you can check out our show uh, in November, um, mm-hmm. our catalog of shows, wherever you listen to our, our show. The, uh, it's from last November that, um, that we basically gave like a On the Road with Chris and Sill segment for, mm-hmm. for our 2022 road trip to Carolina. That was a lot of fun. And yes. um, yeah, we're looking forward to going on more and we'll get, to, <laughs> we'll get to that in the next segment. But number three now is getting our show on YouTube. I still mm-hmm. believe it's like, it's only been since April, I guess, uh, I know. with the playoffs. Not even that, six months. Yeah, that we've been on YouTube. And um, yeah, it's been, uh, it, we have to, or I have to say anyways, is like you're kind of nervous putting yourself on uh, on video and people looking at you and stuff like that. It's a little bit different than the way we used to, like, just have our voices. But uh, I don't know, we've gotten we've gotten used to it and it's, uh, it's good. It's... Uh, I mean, it would be nice to have a, for myself anyways, too, to have a fancier studio maybe. and Yeah, that's show something off my... that we aspire to, definitely. <laughs> Some day. better digs for yeah. our for our, uh, our video. For our but, YouTube um, presentation. But uh, yep. anyhow, for now, this is We'll it. work on it. Still yeah. a work in progress. Yeah, but it is definitely, it's something that we've, um, I mean, we do this show all ourselves. Um, everything we talk about and getting it on YouTube and everything. We don't have anybody like really. Yes. We have no much. people. Yeah. <laughs> In the it's background. Just us. Right? Just us. So mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah. All right. So what's next? All right. So coming in at number two, we are proud to say that we surpassed 10,000 downloads and we actually achieved this milestone in November uh November of last year. So that was actually a, a really huge achievement for us and of course we couldn't have done it without our loyal listeners and fans and we're we're so proud of that and we yeah. just we can't wait till we get to 20,000 uh downloads and we're celebrating that. Yeah, no, it's 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 huge for us. Um I mean like we said it's just we're a two woman show and um and, you know, a lot of sh- other shows that are like on Sportsnet or TSN, whatever, they get 10,000 downloads in like one show, I should say, right? Or <laughs> even a couple of shows. But for us being just uh, a part of Leafs Nation, Leaf fans for a long time and uh, and just doing this ourselves, we're, we're ecstatic. And we thank you so much for, for getting us to that number and just hit mm-hmm. that follow button and keep listening. <laughs> All right, and then number one um, was or is being ranked number one by Feedspot for women's hockey podcast. So yeah, that was a huge moment, and it's just so funny how I just came across this one day. I was looking up for uh, International Women's Month. I was looking up uh, like just women's hockey and just google it and everything and then all of a sudden i noticed this thing about feedspot and and women's hockey podcast i'm like oh ranking and rankings and i decided to go and look and there we were and i was like wow i was like so i'm like immediately sending it to sale and 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 then uh yeah and then we put it on our social media if you follow us there um put everything everything there to say because that's huge and um and actually, these rankings, just so that our listeners know, we will put something out there for our family. Um, it was our family that helped us. We gave them a few milestone moments, and um, and they listed it uh, for us mm-hmm. what they thought. So this is the way they they also were like that was number one on their on their list to say that um, that we were actually, I guess, noticed and and put out there as number one. Yeah, it's it's nice podcast. that uh, that people are 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 seeing our show, recognizing um, our achievements so far, and uh, and basically publicizing it for for us, which yeah. is which is great. So it's nice to have that shout out from Feedspot for sure. Anyway, it's been a great four years, of course, and we are looking forward to talking Leafs for many, many more seasons with you. So thanks for listening. And to make it easy, just hit that follow button wherever you listen to our show, and that way you won't miss a podcast. So now it's time for our third period segment. And we're going to get into talking a little bit more about the upcoming season. And of course, we have some sad news that we also want to discuss. 
Yeah, so um, for our third period segment, we're going to start off, actually. Uh, we wish we could start things off, always being on a happy note. But um, unfortunately, in August, uh, we lost two special people, uh, 21-year-old Maple Leaf prospect uh, Rodion Amirov passed away on August 14th after battling a, a brain tumor that was diagnosed in 2022. So, um, yeah, I just remember from last year, I guess the Leafs actually had had him behind the bench on opening night. And um, I don't know, it just seemed so positive. I was follow, or we were following him on uh, on social media too. And he's always seemed to be happy and, and, and enjoying life. But um, in the end, the awful diagnosis, it, it, it took him. And um, yeah, it was, it, I, I want to just read this note from his agent, Dan Milstein. Um, he said he only thought of others and he tried to face each day with a smile, even though he lost his eyesight about six months ago and he could no longer walk. So, and it's just, and then when I read that, I'm like, wow, I'm like, you know, cause he was, po he posted a couple of things on social media and, uh, and, I don't know. I, I I didn't notice anything like to say that he was getting worse and and yeah, but it was it was just a sad, awful thing. He's only twenty one years old and he had his whole career and life ahead of him. And um yeah, and like and then he Dan Milstein also put in another um note that Rodion Demirov wrote when he's um ten years old. When he was ten years old and he said he he wants to become the best hockey player in the world, glorify God, with win the Olympic Games, glorify God, win the Gregorian Cup, which is the um, KHL uh, Stanley Cup version, I guess, and the Stanley Cup, glorify God, and become a good person. So that's what he wrote, Rodion Amirov, when he was 10 years old. So, um, yeah, he, he got to he's sadly he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna get to play with a lot of good poggy players up there but um yeah it's uh it's just a, a sad thing mm -hmm. yeah definitely gone too soon uh i would say you know he definitely achieved the number one thing on there which is becoming a good person by all accounts he was an incredible young man and um like like his agent said, and like I've heard from countless other people that have, have spoken out about it, that he's just a great kid. And yeah. that part also, you know, makes it super, super sad. Um, it was nice I'm just so that, thankful um, that the Leafs were able to give him that moment in yeah. October when he was still feeling better and, you know, things were looking up. And so, mm -hmm. you know, he may not have won the Stanley Cup, but, you know, he at least... I think got to feel a little bit of a part of something in well, that moment. So I think you mentioned the last show too, the uh the fact that he or in one of the shows previous that he he met like Samsonov made the uh effort mm -hmm. to actually yeah, get to him to put meet. Him in touch with Ovi. Yeah. And they met in that game of that was our home opener that uh mm -hmm. that night uh last year. So he got to meet him and um and a couple of other Russian players there. So uh, that play for, um, I'm forgetting what the guy's name is on Washington. Kuznetsov? I think mm -hmm. it's Kuznetsov. Yeah, so so that, for a kid that's 21 years old, to meet Alexander Ovechkin, the Russian player, like that's, that's something for him. Mm -hmm. So it's it's uh, it's a nice moment for that he, yeah. uh, that he at least I had. mean, you know, here we were just talking about prod prospects and stuff, and, you know, he's a kid that yeah. definitely would have been part of, of, of this program playing in that Travis, Traverse city tournament. Yeah. Right. Oh, for sure. And so. actually are just to mention quickly too our lady starting Leafs insider, Mike Agello, he has a, like a, he's doing like a top 40 leaf prospects and what he's doing. And he's always mentioning Rodion Amirov as, as his pro prospect profile to begin with before getting into each, like each prospect that he goes through every day sort of thing, mm -hmm. right? He's giving uh, giving his tribute that way sort of thing. I thought that was kind of nice for him. So for lost him but that. not forgotten. Right. So yeah. we also lost uh, Leaf Great in August as well. A former Leaf Bob Bond passed away on August 15th. Uh, he was 
86 years young, of course, and we all know of his heroics from the 1964 Stanley Cup final, where he scored uh, the cup-winning goal in overtime versus the Red Wings on a broken ankle, basically. Yeah. Um, we were both fortunate enough to have met Bob Bond. Um, we actually, I have a picture with him, which yeah. is very special to me. Um, you know, he's definitely a player that, you know, from, for example, my dad, you know, mm-hmm. really, really loved and is, is probably a big reason why, you know, my father coming to this country as an immigrant, you know, started, you know, really gravitating towards hockey. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's an important, uh, important player in Leafs history for sure. Mm-hmm. And a yeah. really, really lovely gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, um, I met him a few times too at, uh, um, at the Leafs or not the Leafs, the NHL alumni luncheons. He was always, it was just amazing to me how he always, like you could tell, like he wasn't in the best health, let's just say, but he meant, he always wanted to get out and, and be with, with people sort of thing. So he always, uh, he always, he came out a few times to the NHL alumni luncheons. And um, I just remember the first time I met him and it was just after, I guess when we were allowed to come out after COVID and, and that, and we we're all wearing masks and everything. Right. And, um, and I met him for the first time and, and then I, I didn't know, I called him Mr. Bond. <laughs> He's like, don't call me Mr. Bond. Call me Bobby. He says, right? I'm like, well, I said, you're like a Leafs icon. I didn't know what to, I didn't know how to approach it. Right. But, uh, anyways, that, that's one memory that I have from him. And then, um, yeah, it's fun. it's not funny, but sad. Like now, it's two number twenty ones because Bob Bond was number twenty one. Two number twenty ones on after after Bob Bond, Boris Salming took number twenty one. So, um, and we lost him as well last year. So, um, yeah, it's just funny that the way the game was played back then. Too, I read some articles from the different newspapers, and um, uh, it's just. A lot of the players, like Dick Duff at the time, um, a lot of the players said that, you know, there was goalies didn't wear masks back then, right? And and the, the, the defense, like Dick Duff said, that you knew that no one was going to be crossing the Leafs blue line, when, like, unless they wanted, like, to basically be <laughs> have their head cut off or whatever. Like, it was just, it was just different. They had, like, these check like they use their sticks differently like you if you wanted to cross that blue line you wanted to get past bob bond or tim horton like good luck to you sort of thing right (laughs) without getting without getting uh, cross-checked or hit or something so yeah it's it was a different game back then and and he bob bond definitely has had the the scars for it and and he was a proud leaf the pictures that we have uh with him he was Mm -hmm. wearing a sweater with a maple leaf logo he's always supporting the leafs all throughout and um yeah he played 14 seasons with the leafs 964 games um in the nhl he also that's a lot for that time actually yeah because he also played three seasons uh with the red wings and um and he played one season in Oakland. He had in Oakland Seals back then. But um, yeah, so rest in peace to Rodi and Amirov and, uh, and rest in peace Bob Bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah, so no doubt they're going to, like, obviously the Leafs are going to honor Amirov uh, and Bob Bond probably at the home opener versus the Montreal Canadiens on October 11th. And we actually haven't talked about the upcoming 2023-24 season, regular season schedule. So we're going to do that now. All right. So some key dates to mark on your calendar. So as Christine mentioned, uh, the home opener is on October 11th. Uh, the longest homestand we have coming up is five games. Uh, there's two incidences on November 4th to 11th. And then again from February 27th to March 6th. And uh, the longest road trip is it's pretty early, actually. It's October 19th to the 28th, going uh, through Florida and then uh, on to Dallas and Nashville. So mm, there'd be some it. good dates in there for road trips. Yeah. And, uh, you know, busiest, when the weather's not too bad yet. Yeah. <laughs> and the busiest road month is actually in January with nine games on nine games on the road. And there's 13 back to back games this season. That's actually not as bad as in some. Yeah, normally we past. Yeah, one time I think we had eighteen. 
18 or 19 yeah. I mean, back-to-backs, I think. From what I, I think we had more last year, too. I think we maybe had 14, which, again, is not horrible. But yeah. anyway, some specific uh, games that you may want to mark on your calendar. October 16th versus Chicago. That will be our first glimpse at Connor Bedard in a Blackhawk jersey. Uh, November 6th versus the Lightning. Obviously, playoff rivalry. Yeah. Yeah. That's a matchup from the first round last year, and it'll give us a chance to see how the how the, the Lightning are shaping up for this year. Yeah. Um, from November 16th to the 19th, this is a very interesting development. The Leafs are participating in the NHL Global Series, playing two games in Stockholm, Sweden. And that will be the November 17th versus the Wings and November 19th versus Minnesota Wild. And I believe both of those are actually considered road games. So Red Wings yeah. and Minnesota are the home teams uh, for those, for those contests. Teams. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, to yeah. See that. We complained last year that the Leafs never get picked for this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then lo and behold. Yeah, there it is. Right. And then, uh, and the, like you were saying, that longest road trip, uh, October 19th to the 28th. Yeah, like, although Florida, they just had a hurricane there. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. The uh, to go to a road trip in Florida in October still might. Yeah, that's true. Yes. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah, but Nashville. We've gone to Nashville. Mm-hmm. That would be a good uh, That would be a yeah. good game. And we went in see. February in a snowstorm. <laughs> so yes. this year you have the opportunity to go and uh, have a great time and not have to worry about any adverse weather conditions. Yeah. yeah, and you can see Luke Shen and Brian O'Reilly there. Yeah, <laughs> that still makes me sad. Yeah, but all right. So going on to December dates to mark on your calendars, December 14th versus the Columbus Blue Jackets, the return of Mike mm-hmm. Babcock. We'll see what reaction uh, Leafs Nation gives at Scotiabank Arena for that. And then two nights later... The guy who fired him, or we think fired him, <laughs> uh, December 16th uh, versus the Pittsburgh Penguins, the return of Kyle Dubas. Whether or not that really makes a difference, I don't know. Like, it's it's the same thing. Whether it be coach, GM, um, like, uh, I don't think they're going to give it either of them a video tribute. <laughs> and, um, and then the NHL All-Star Weekend is in Toronto this year. So uh, that's uh, the weekend of February 2nd. The- Fourth, twenty twenty four. So, so that's something. Um, it's been quite some time since so we've had the uh, since we had that all star game, and um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, and there'll be lots of events. Like, even if uh, you know you don't end up wanting to go to like the skills competition or the game itself, uh, there's the, a full four days of events at the convention center. So there'll be lots of opportunity for uh, families and kids to get out there and just, you know, being a little bit more closer to the game and, uh, you know, lots of fun, different things. Yeah. Yeah. The all-star game. We're looking forward Mm -hmm. to the, I'm looking forward anyways. I I hope they have the mascots. That's all I want. I want to see a mascot competition. (laughs) (laughs) That's my, my. Absolutely. I do believe that there will be one. And like we were talking about a little bit before, we do have a couple road trip uh, options that you may may want to do uh, for a driving trip earlier in the season. You may want to think about a game in, in uh, Pittsburgh versus Penguins on November 25th. Uh, it's a pretty easy drive. Uh, Pittsburgh yeah. is uh, quite a bit closer to us than, say, uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, so it's only about a five-hour drive or so uh, from Toronto. Uh, so it all depends on where you're coming from, but it's not yeah. a bad drive uh, on November 25th. And you can also probably enjoy some of the American Thanksgiving festivities uh, yeah. if you go at that time. Yeah, it's probably better to, I would think it, well, yeah, I would think it'd be better to drive than fly there. I mean, it's not that far, like you're saying. Well, but- you know, and it's probably uh, a It'll be a nice drive because I can imagine there will still be some fall colors. Yeah. Um, so because yeah. that's it's, what we it's like. A pretty to nice do. drive there. We like to do on our on the road with Chris and Sill. We like mm-hmm. to experience a little bit of the area too, as yeah. well as as the uh, the hockey the hockey game and, and 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 near there in Erie, Pennsylvania, is Grove City, which is like a, a really popular outlet mall. Yeah, so it's good outlet mall yeah. shopping there if you want to do that sort of thing, uh, kind of on the way there or on the way back. Okay. So there's that option as well. And we would suggest a road trip to Buffalo, but they don't want us there apparently. So no, 
Uh, and, uh, but even though I don't, we don't think that they're going to be very successful at that, but no. we'll see about that. But um, for a road trip that's more exciting than Buffalo, let's <laughs> just say, um, consider a West Coast trip the first week of January. January 2nd, um, the Leafs are in L.A. On the 3rd, they're in Anaheim and then San Jose for a Saturday night, January 6th. So finally, they're moving back a little bit towards mm-hmm. January. They were doing it a couple of years in November. Um, but it would be, it's, uh, right after Christmas, New Year. Um, if you have some time off and you want to take an, it's an extra special trip. We want to do that one day. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get there, but, um. Yeah. And get, give you yourself a little break from the cold, you know? Yeah. And then also April 16, 17, the last two games of the season on the road in Florida versus the Panthers on the 16th and then the Lightning on the 17th. So, and those two games could have, uh basically um, standings repercussions potentially yeah. uh, since yeah. they're in division. So uh, this could be good, good games to go to as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, lots of, uh, lots of possibilities anyways, if it works out for Leaf Station to, uh, to try and get a road trip in, it's, uh, it's always fun seeing um, Leaf Station on the road and, and chatting with all the fans because we... And one that we didn't mention, but if you mm-hmm. really, really want to go big, you could always go to the Global Series in Sweden. Yes. Yeah. We'll have more on that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So talking about road trips is great. So much fun watching our team on the road and seeing what different cities offer their fans. Um, if you are thinking about a Carolina road trip, as I said earlier, um, check out our episode from November 16th last year, 2022, to get our road trip report from the game we went to last season. So a reminder again, our next episode will be on September 27th. So hit that follow button wherever you listen to our show, Apple, Spotify, or your favorite app. You can also find us on the Believe Network at Believe.com and on our website, LadiesTalkingLeafs.com. And be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is our usual handle, at LTL1917. Yeah, we post, uh, we're going to be posting a lot of stuff uh, there again th- this year with, uh, mm-hmm. we we have our show there and then we, we post videos from our, the games that we go to too. So be sure to subscribe and you won't miss anything. So yeah, and also follow us on social media. Uh, we're on threads now. I'm sure that it's so popular threads, but um, it's, it's getting there. At first it was, and then it's kind of died down a little bit, but we post stuff on there um, and check us out there as well as twitter instagram facebook our handle is at ltl 1917 and we'd love to hear from you too uh, leave us a rating or a review and let us know what you think of the show um it's easy very easy on apple <laughs> apple and spotify and it's important for our show to get more exposure as a source for leafs content and we thank you for taking the time and another way to help us out is by visiting our Kofi page at Kofi.com. You can follow us there. And if you choose to, you can support us by buying us a coffee. Any donation you make will help us make the show even better for you. So you can find a link to our Kofi page on our show notes or in any of our social media profile pages. And thank you to our healthcare workers and first responders for everything that they do. And as always, we want to thank you for listening and watching. Till next time, go, go, go. go.